In the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by God. what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. I want to speak to you briefly and then we'll pray. And in the prayer, ministrations will be taking place. Hallelujah. I said tonight, somebody will be drunk in the Holy Ghost. Maybe you do understand him. I'll preach about it one day. What it means to be drunk. One day, an issue came to the apostles. And they got up and said, Hmm. You know what? It is not proper that we should leave the preaching and the teaching of the word and come to solve these petty, petty matters between you because the Bible says as the church grew, there were issues. Every time numbers begin to gather and increase at a place, human flaws and weaknesses begin to show up. Tell your neighbor it is normal. Hallelujah. When you were alone, in the family there was not much problem but as soon as you started getting siblings problems started coming through is that not so Uh when i was a student in my first badge of ashesi i was the first part of the first badge of ashesi student okay we had a normal time as soon as my wife's badge joined us the school started setting rules because for instance they had a particular guy who loved IT stuff and he was particularly notorious for using the computer to do what nobody has set a rule about. But the Bible says where there is no law, there is no sin. Is that not so? But the Bible also says that those who sin without the law shall perish without the law. Praise the Lord. And so what happened was that he will, he will use the internet to download things and block the bandwidth and and one day Dr. Ua said I have had enough of you, you are fired you are out, he went to call his parents, his parents came came to beg, sign bond of good behavior, oh the bond of good behavior, after one year it disappeared and so the school had to keep and then they came up with a student handbook and plenty other rules because patrick's intention was not to set rules he was his intention was to educate people hallelujah but rules and regulation became part of the process because wherever human beings gather there is problem now problems began to show up in the early church and then the apostle said what will be able to solve the problem is men who are full of the Holy Ghost. Now tell me, how do you identify that somebody is full of the Holy Ghost? Mm. He said, go out from among, choose from amongst you men full of the Holy Ghost and of good report. Good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom whom we may appoint. They are going to serve people of food. In the house of God. And they say qualification to serve food. After Sunday service. You have to be full of. How do you know. Whether somebody is full of the Holy Ghost or not. What is the criteria. Spiritual things are spiritually judged. You can't see somebody who sits and they. Then call him spiritus. You are lying. It's not about the person's demeanor. No. It's not even about how somebody comes and is active in church because there are many people who are active in church but have no Holy Ghost. But they have a, a, a contrary spirits. One of the biggest which I ever uh, encountered was somebody who, who, if we have an all night, will come. If we have an all night that will start at 9 p.m., will come to church at 6 p.m. and start praying. She will clean all the chairs. By the time comes, she's praying, sweating, go walking through the chairs. Until one day, God said, look at it. She's not praying. She's working. Spreading feces. 
spreading fees on all the place. So people come and they don't stay. If they come today, next week, and they don't see them again. I mean, what happened? Oh, no reason, but they won't come again. Hallelujah. So you don't recognize somebody as being full of the Holy Ghost just by how the person is active. No. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor, are you full of the Holy Ghost? What do you see I am full of? Ask your neighbor. If you look at me, I am full of what? Take an answer. Take an answer. Tell the person what he, is, he or she is full of. What you can see. Some of you are sitting here. You are full of fried rice. Give me burning to the Lord, I pray. Some of you are full of drinks and food. Some of you are full of fears. Some of you are full of decisions as to who you will marry, where you will work. Some of you are full of money problems. Many problems. You get many problems. I won't continue that song. The one who sang it is from my father's hometown. Hallelujah. Some of you are full of indecisions. Some of you are full of projects that are unfinished. Because you are not focused. You start one thing, you leave it, you go and start another, you leave it, you go and start something else. Some of you are full of doubts. But tonight, he who, who, he who is called the consuming fire will descend on you with his consuming fire. He will burn the chaff away and he will set you ablaze. Glory to God. The conference is entitled, Or Things, Such a Time as This. Is that not so? Such a time as this. Um... I want to talk about it, and but I want to talk about fire small, and then we'll pray. Praise the Lord. Is it a good thing? Uh, first of all, I need you to understand that as I always start, you are a citizen of a kingdom. Colossians tells you that God has translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Is that not so? Colossians 1, uh, people work with me and put it there for me. God has translated us, okay, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. What does that mean? It means that you were once upon a time a citizen of a particular kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. How did that come about? It came about when Adam decided to allow Satan to colonize his family, and humanity. Just like the whites came to Africa and deceived us and we willed away our sovereignty to them and they colonized us. And they brought weapons. By the time we realized their weapons were more powerful than the weapons we had. We had spears and swords. And they had guns and gunpowder. And so by their superior authority, and by their shrewdness in how to colonize, we fell prey. Before they came, we knew how to go to war already. In fact, there was a lot of intertribal wars. But we soon noticed that the weapon that the colonizer has, or the colonial master get, uh, um, uh, fight with, is superior. Because the enemy is tactful. Tell your neighbor, the enemy is tactful. That is why when the enemy wants to attack you, he does not make it plain. He makes it very, very appealing to you so that you will not see that this is bait. The enemy operates like the Trojan horse all the time. In the instance that the serpent was speaking to Eve, 
Eve didn't know that the suggestions and the conversations and, and the revelations that the serpent was giving to him was to her detrimental, was to her detriment and for the fall of her family and, and for her to lose the assignment and the graces that God had given. Praise the Lord. Because the enemy is cunning. Praise the Lord. But you see, God is a good God. He's a wise God who does not give up on his children and is 10 times or a million times ahead of the enemy. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The thing is that I'm saying that God is ahead of the enemy. And so when the enemies came to colonize, God had already put in place an independent plan. A plan of independence for his people so that regardless of whatever it is would come out of colonization but that colonization that satan did with adam and eve really subjected us to subjected humanity to the kingdom of darkness and satan began to rule and every time satan begins to rule or anytime any kingdom begins to rule you will notice that the will and the intent and the purposes of the king of that kingdom begins to show forth so what the enemy did was to deploy his angels or what you call demons and other subjects and begin and began to plant his seed in humanity to cause further corruption until man becomes rebellious to everything that god stands for but our father had a better plan in christ jesus and so when Christ came, the Bible says that he delivered us from the power of darkness. The kingdom that we belong to had power, but it was a dark power. Christ came to break that power of darkness. Say, I am delivered from the power of darkness. I am delivered from the power. Say it like you have eaten fried rice before. Say, I am delivered from the power of darkness. I can't I can't feel the power of your voice. I can't feel the fire. I am delivered. I am delivered from the power of darkness. The power of darkness. Say I am delivered. I am delivered from the power of darkness. From the power of darkness. Tonight I'm supposed to speak to you about fire. So let me not go into darkness and give you its characteristics. Another time we'll do that. Okay. And then you will understand scriptures that speaks like behold darkness covers the earth and gross darkness covers the people but upon you you seated here you translated into the kingdom of god darkness cannot cover you so on on wednesday the man of god spoke to you about light because satan uses darkness as a weapon to imprison people this darkness refers to confusion it refers to anarchy it refers to imprisonment it refers to deception praise the lord and it refers to destruction but he says that you have been conveyed now every citizen of any kingdom and uh, and as a matter of fact every citizen of the kingdom of heaven such as yourself it's required to be relevant for the king. Praise the Lord. Because, because kingdoms advance on the prosperity of the citizenry. It is imperative that every member or citizen of a kingdom becomes strong. And so, if you check ancient Greece, you see the, they had a people called uh, from Sparta. The Spartans really liked battle. And so, from infancy, they teach you how to fight. Women were warriors in battle. Children were not left behind. And if you were in, next in line for kingship as Spartans, you need to be the strongest. So they will, they, from infancy, when you reach boyhood, they are going to throw you into the forest. For like six or, or is it five years or ten years? I've forgotten. Till you are eighteen. Praise the Lord. And you are you are going with only a spear. And you are going to have to learn how to survive against the element 
and feed from the ground. If on your 18th birthday you don't return, it means an animal has killed you and you are not fit. So they will look for another child. They won't look for another an 18 year old because everybody must pass through the passage of right. Because they like battle and the prosperity of Sparta depended on, depended on how they could defend themselves. So when the men went to battle and you are an enemy kingdom and you think that like, like the, the, the Philistines did to uh, uh, David and Ziglag, when David went to battle, the Philistines bypassed the back and came to attack the village where the, the wives and the children of David and his army were lodging. And they took them captive. If you, you could not do that in Sparta, because by the time you get there, the women will, and their children will take weapons and they will kill you. Easy. Because they were armed to the tooth and ready to fight. That is how the kingdom of God is supposed to be. Everyone that becomes a citizen of the kingdom is expected to be strong and powerful as the king himself. And so he tells us in the book of Ephesians to be strong, chapter 6, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on his armor. Because this kingdom has no place for weaklings. This kingdom has no place for superstitious minded people. This, this kingdom has no place for people who like pray for me, pray for me. Prophesy to me, prophesy to me. This kingdom is constantly under pressure and under battle. In fact, Jesus said, as soon as John the Baptist was birthed on the place on this earth or was conceived, as soon as this earth realm received that guy called John the Baptist, the Bible says the kingdom of God began to suffer violence. In other words, the forces of darkness understood that their time is up. And that humanity is about to be empowered to do jailbreak. We were in captivity. But when they saw the herald of the Messiah, they noticed that, hey, these people that we have sat on in captivity are about to be empowered. And they are going to stand and do our bind you, cast out, come out, and we will lose our power. So let's fight them. Let's fight them with all our arsenals. Deception, lies, hatred, bitterness, lust for the things of this world. Let's fight them with, um, with, with desire for material things. And let's kill their spiritual appetite. The kingdom of God began to suffer violence. Then he said, these violent people, these violent demons, they come and take the kingdom by force. When a man receives the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the bears of the air come to take it by force. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill. It's a violent thing. To steal and to kill and to destroy. It's a violent agenda. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. Some of you wonder why you are going through battle. Why is it that when, when, when I was not a Christian and I was living my life, no demons overtook me. I didn't have strange dreams. Now that I have given my life to Jesus and I am praying small, small, when I do cake, I cake five hours, I sleep no, then demons are chasing me. I won't pray again. Jesus said, no two kingdoms. He said, the kingdom of darkness does not fight against itself. He said, the kingdom of Satan is not divided against itself. And so when you are not born again, Satan knows he owns you. He does not fight you. In fact, he will use prosperity to let you forget God. He will, you will see that the boyfriend you have is not a born again Christian, but he is treating you well. The day you turn on the good leaf and become a Christian and receive the nature of God, you see that that same boy who loved you hates you now. Because there is a, that light and darkness cannot dwell together. Hallelujah. So, it's not about whether you will pray or not that cause the enemy to attack you. The enemy attacks you because of the citizenship you carry. Hallelujah. If you like, ask the witches that are sitting here. They will tell you that the reason why they are in church, in fact, the witches like church the most because that is where when they win battles, they get promoted. If you like, ask the one sitting by you. 
Me boa. Kairi bumbu me boa. Praise the Lord. They like anointing. In fact, they like coming to church more than uh, uh, genuine Christians. And the sons of God gathered, and Satan came to. Well, what is Satan doing among the gathering of the sons of God? Because he functions best where the anointing is flowing. That is where he gets assignment. When he got there, didn't he get an assignment? He got an assignment. And an unction to function. That is why prophets most of the time end up marrying witches. Most prophets. Because their eyes are open and so they see Obako called they like. They close their eyes and let their guards down. After three years of marriage, one woman looked at the face of the prophet and said, Oh, boy, I'm going to go to the house. Oh, yeah, sure, Pastor, oh, boy, I'm going One man was going for one. He was counseled. He's a prophet, too. He was counseled by a fellow prophet. This one is not a human being. He said, Every day, you alone, you have seen. He is a prophet. His friend is also a prophet. They went to minister in a church and they saw one lady dancing, Obako course, dancing and sweating. He said, Tale, this is the girl. This is the one. The friend said, Are they with And he said, You alone, you see. They dated and they got married on the honeymoon, night one. Night one. Then the lady will flash. Ten in a flash. Half crocodile, half human. Then the pastor, the pastor saw it. And, and then he was at her. Then the, the lady asked the same question. Did you pray? He said, if not for your friend, I would have killed you. In fact, my assignment is to kill you. They are trashing you God for me and everything. It was all orchestrated. We have been following and we worked it that you will see me in this place. I will dance you. You will like it and say workings. But today, fire is coming. Every spell that has been cast upon you that is already at work. And oh, am I talking to Christians here? Look, I didn't come here to share an answer story with you. Every spell that is already in motion. Any spell working against your academics, working against your intelligence, working against your progress, working against your times and seasons, working against this time such as this one, in, in life where you are supposed to progress, any spell that has been working in your family, orchestrating against um, the prosperity, the harvest of the family, tonight, let the fire of God consume it. When the lady permitted her, the speed with which she ran to go and see, look for her friend in his boxes. He didn't take anything. Boxes and singlets in the night. Every spell is broken. Hallelujah. To be relevant in the kingdom of God and to be approved in this kingdom, you need to align yourself with kingdom agenda. You need to be focused. You need to be about the king's business. Hallelujah. No money you are looking for must replace the agenda or the purpose of the kingdom. So Jesus said in, uh, is it Matthew 6.33? Seek first the kingdom. First things first. Some people call it proton. You must ensure that in all you're getting, in all your endeavor, the kingdom is your number one agenda. But man, because you live in flesh and blood and you are limited by the senses of the flesh, you need to be empowered to maintain focus. Hallelujah. 
Tell your neighbor you need to be empowered. Kingdom agenda. The kingdom agenda that you must engage yourself in is measured or is dispensed in time because we live in time. The Holy Ghost, the angels, they don't live in time. Earth or the planetary system operates by time. But we came from a place that is not in time. Time is only a measure for this physical world. In spiritual Zion, time is of no essence. Time is of no importance. No planet is uh, rotating on its axis to give a sense of day and night. The realm of heaven has nothing called day. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, and God created the great two light, the greater one to rule the day and the smaller night light to rule the night. And he said they were both created to rule times and to see and seasons and to tell man what to do. God does not need the sun. And yet, on this earth, there is a kingdom agenda. Because our time here is limited also by virtue of the fall. Because you see, when God created Adam and Eve, he had no intention of death. There was no expiration date put on the body that God gave to Adam. As a matter of fact, let me explain something before my time. Let me explain something. When we say God created man in his image and likeness, we are not saying that this clay is what is in God's image and likeness. No. God is spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And God is not flesh, so he didn't give birth to flesh. He created the flesh as a house. Because it is illegal for any spirit to operate on this planet or any other planet unless you have a housing of the material of the host planet. It is the reason why demons like the business of possessing human beings or flesh. Because without the flesh, their activities are strictly restricted. Praise the Lord. And so, they want to enter into animals, humans, rivers, stones, things that are of this planet. Why? Because God gave a rule and a foundation and a principle that let us create man in our image and likeness and let them have the dominion. So dominion is not in the hand of angels as far as this planet is concerned. It's not in the hand of any demon. It is in the hand of humanity. That is why somebody who is not even born again can, when he's strong-willed, can say, I refuse the sickness. And it doesn't happen. An atheist can have a positive mind and by his will reject negativity. And it is rejected. It is authority that was given to humanity, not to Christians. That is why a Muslim can gather people and lay hands on them and you see them falling down. It's not because the Holy Ghost is working. It's because dominion was given to humanity. And he who loves the power shall eat the fruits thereof. Praise the Lord. So you should not be surprised when you see people of certain strange faith performing some things. When somebody decides to meditate and tap into the raw human power devoid of any doubt. But the greater thing is that when you shall turn to the Lord, the veil that Satan put is removed. Then the true power that God gave to humanity is unrestricted. It is unrestricted. So he said, you have put power in the mouth of babies because of your enemies. Even babies when they give their life to Jesus, Jesus said, 
John the Baptist is greater than every human being. But the one who is least in this kingdom, the one who has been translated into the kingdom of God for the first time, yes, does not know anything, yes, has power unrestricted. When the person says in the name of Jesus, power will flow. These are basic principles God needs you to understand. If you understand, then your prayer life will be powerful. If you understand it. That is why it doesn't matter sometimes, no matter how anointed you are. When somebody stands in front of you and does not believe in the prayer you are praying, nothing will work. Jesus himself went to his hometown. The Bible says he could not do. The Bible says they limited the Holy One of Israel because they did not believe him. By refusing to believe God, you tie his hand. You, he can't work. It is your will. It is using your will to disagree with his will. He won't break his law, but he will judge you. Let me repeat it. If you use your will to disobey God and not believe in him, God has zero tolerance for those who below, don't believe in him. The Bible says, have you not read that how God, after he had baptized the people and fed them in the wilderness, killed those who refused to believe? And God has no tolerance for those who don't believe. God can tolerate those who doubt small, small. But when you say you won't believe, you are his enemy. He will kill you. Do you want to die? Ask your neighbor. The fastest way to die is to refuse to believe God. It's like you marry a woman and you refuse to love her and show her. The fastest way to die, she will kill you through food poison or when you are sleepy, she will stab you. You see them beautiful like that. You try it. They have weapons of mass destruction. You see how Idel is smiling. If you like, try her. Praise the Lord. And so to be able to be relevant, you need to know how to use the time that God has given to you on earth. Because everything on earth is measured by time. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 does a good work by explaining this to us. That time is of importance. Time is a currency. Time is a currency that with which we purchase relevance in eternity. You mess up with time, you mess up with purpose. You mess up with time, you mess up with destiny. You mess up with time, you mess up with your assignment. Praise the Lord. And so don't joke with time. Tell your neighbor, don't joke with time. Now, to have a perspective of time, let's go to Esther chapter 4, verse number 13 and 14, your, 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 your least scripture. Are you here with me? From here on, I'm going to go a little bit faster. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, you know, everybody know the story behind this scripture, right? When Haman had plotted to kill the Jews because he hated uh, Mordecai. And so he built a gallow to hang Mordecai and to also, got, he found a, a way to deceive the king to sign a, uh, a document that says all the Jews should be annihilated from the, from the province of the king. Now, God himself took the people of Israel into captivity in that land because they had sinned against him. Praise the Lord. But God's intention was not for them to die in captivity. So when they went, he told them, when you go there, give, uh, marry, give birth, build homes in that foreign land, multiply, pray for the peace of that country. For in the peace and prosperity of that country of taking you into captivity, you will also prosper. Is that not so? Now, Satan's agenda okay, was not for Israel to just be in captivity. He tempted them with sin so that God would destroy them. God didn't destroy them. God sent them into captivity. He still wanted God to destroy them. But it wasn't God's attention. God had a better plan. Yes, God's punishment for your sin is not for your destruction. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's for reformation. Yes, sir. It's for what? Reformation. And so... When Mordecai got a wing of the plot, may God expose every plan of the Jesus enemy to you. Mordecai found out that this is the enemy. 
May every enemy yes, who is close to the power, to the powers that be, who also, the same power that has the potential to bless you, who, whichever enemy Satan has planted around that person so that that person will destroy your life, may the fire of God locate that person yeah. and deal ruthlessly and mercilessly with them. I thought I would hear your faithful oh. amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the first messenger went to Esther, whom God had planted to ensure that when the enemy takes a move, God who is far ahead of the plans of the enemy will activate his weapon yes. through Esther. Sometimes at referee, and so when people receive a new job, they are promoted, they get to school, they forget that they were put there for a particular purpose. You forgot that God made you to get married to that girl for a purpose. You forget that God made you to marry that man for a purpose. That man is to spell deliverance for your family. That woman is to spell deliverance for your family. Let me tell you, I remember when I was going to, I finished Ashesi and I was looking for a job. One day, 2007, God said, if you don't get married, you are not getting a job. I said, Father, I came on this earth alone. My destiny is alone. And I had plans for myself. Plans of good and not of evil. To bring myself to the expected end and to give myself a hope and a future. How many of you have 10 year plan? You have 10 year plan. You have 5 years plan. My book is still upstairs. Brown book. I had written everything inside. When I will get married. When I will decide to give birth. It was a very beautiful plan. Praise the Lord. I was telling somebody that I, in my plan, I was supposed to be living and working in Dubai by this time. By this time. But in God's agenda, in such a time as this, I should be standing here dispensing the grace of God to you. Amen. I had applied to so many places, received powerful prophecies regarding the banking industry that whatever banking industry I'll go to, I will rise to become the CEO. Plenty of prophecies, not one, not two. From authentic prophets. God said, if you are not getting married, you are not getting a job. I married, what, 25th or November? 25th November. December. I was called for a banking interview. February, I started working. Because you see, in the schemes of things, God's plan must work. Now, when you get that job, it is for a reason. If the woman did not come, there would not going to be any job. Some of you want to build homes before you marry. I know counselors have told you that. Don't worry. You will soon find out that the counselors don't control times and seasons. There is a God in heaven who owns everything. But that's not my subject for today. So, Mordecai told Esther. When Esther was like, oh, to be able to take a step in such a time as this and appear before the king, who can have any influence over this decision he needs to have called me if you dare appear before this this king had a temper problem if he called you into his presence and he didn't come he will depose you he will dispose of you he will kill you and if he has not called you and you go to he can kill you a very proud king if he calls you vashti Come, come and show yourself. Vashti said, I'm not coming. Vashti, Vashti lost the throne. If I have not called you and you come, I'll kill you. Esther was afraid. Justifiably. But 
He that is spiritual judges all things. So Mordecai said, go and tell that girl whom I trained that do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. He said, no matter where you are put, if you like, forget about God and forget about us. If you like, get a job and think that you don't come to church again. Forget about the house of God. If you like, get married and be using your marriage as an excuse not to worship God again. If you like, get a scholarship and say that, oh, only Christians, only these uh, superstitious Christians in Africa fast and pray. You are in Germany. You are in US. Everything is working. The system is working 24-7. So you will not fast and pray. that you will escape in the king's palace you are eating the king's food you have royal guard you are protected some time ago me and you we used to eat garuso kings but today you are married to the king you eat the, they call you her, your royal highness you eat kingly food a queen's food and so you think that is the end of it do not think that the palace will cause you to escape because when the enemy is attacking he does not fear the palace Some few years back, I prayed for a, man, a guy who got scholarship to go study in, in uh, Germany. And when he was going to, about to leave, I had a meeting with him. Those days, Chachis was in operation. We had a meeting. He made all manner of promises. When he left, I never heard from him again. All the prophecies I gave him came to pass. He got a job, great contracts. Then one day, say one day, I saw that he had a, he was having a party. He had grown afro. He was holding bottles. And with girls who didn't have enough clothing. Insufficient dressing. Standing all around him. So I sent a message, Facebook, what's there? Hey, bro, it's been a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get back to you. We'll talk, we'll touch base. I didn't hear from him after three years after that incident. Then he called. I had a call. I had never seen a call before. He said, oh, man of God, can you pray for me? I said, what is it? He said, I've lost everything. He said, I got money. I got this contract. I, I don't mind to mention too, too many things because you're online. And he forgot about God. Then he started having nightmares. Started, the devil started attacking. He lost the contract. He lost the job. He lost everything. Now he has come back. I should pray. Should I pray? You are say, those of you saying yes, that is what you have planned. <laughs> but may fire visit you tonight. Amen. do not think in your heart do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews for if you remain completely silent at this time relief and deliverance will come because God is not handicapped when it comes to human resources God will always find a way to accomplish his agenda let not let not King Saul think that he is the only warrior God has. There is a David in waiting. Let not Elijah think that he is the only prophet alive and remaining. There are other prophets who are equally holy, but they are kept somewhere. It's just that at every point in time, God needs only one person to showcase. God is not handicapped. The kingdom of God is well resourced. So he says if you remain completely silent if you get the breakthrough and you decide that you won't come and help the ministry relief and deliverance will come say relief and deliverance will come say it doesn't matter the threat of the enemy upon my life and destiny oh am i talking to christians say it doesn't matter say it doesn't matter the threat of the enemy 
say it doesn't matter the accusations of the enemy it doesn't matter every plot of darkness to terminate my destiny it doesn't matter the plot of the enemy to stop my education to stop my business to stop my career no matter the operations of COVID-19 it doesn't matter in such a time as this that the enemy is prowling around in such a time as this as the snail of the fallen has been deployed I decree and declare in the name of Jesus by the fire and message of God relief and deliverance relief and deliverance will appear will arise relief and deliverance will arise for my education for my health for my finances for my work with God for my prayer life relief relief deliverance relief Relief, deliverance will arise, will arise as surely as God lives. Relief and deliverance, prosperity, elevation, divine fire, divine help, divine help, divine assistance will arise in my favor, in my favor, in the favor of my family, in the favor of my business. In the favor of my education, help will arise for my advancement. Help will arise in such a time as this. In the name of Jesus, I will not perish. I will not perish. I will not perish. Relief is coming. Relief is coming for me, for my family. For the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He said, "Relief will come. Relief will arise. Deliverance will arise. It's not every deliverance that has come out. Come out. Deliverance simply means that you have been rescued from the influence of peril." You've been set free. You are no longer in danger. Deliverance will arise. Deliverance will arise. It doesn't matter the the, the, the proof plot. The fail proof plot to stop you from getting that breakthrough. To stop you from having that peace. To stop you from fellowshipping with God. Every opportunity and gate that has been projected to stop you from encountering God. To stop you from experiencing the destiny that God deliverance will come. Relief will come. Your intelligence will not be taken away from you. Your opportunities will not collapse. Relief is coming. He said deliverance, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Say from another place. Because God is the owner of the heavens and the earth. He can send for help from the north. He can send for help from the south. He can send for help from the east or from the west. It doesn't matter. You are never handicapped. You are never alone. He says when you go to the water, I am with you. When you go to the fire, I am with you. He said, I will be with you. Have you forgotten that some time ago you were in, when you were younger or Jesus or some, some few years passed? Can't you remember that you found yourself in a tight corner and you thought your end has come? Yes. Didn't you find yourself in a place where you wanted to commit suicide? Yes. Today you are here. here. Are you not here? Are you not here? here. Uh-huh. So remember that the same God who made that thing pass will make this one to pass. Amen. Say, this one too shall pass away. Hallelujah. But you and your father's house will perish. The one who refuses to acknowledge that he is here for such a time as this for an assignment and does not do the assignment will perish in his forgetfulness. But the people who must benefit from the assignment will be given another faithful person who will relieve them. But you and your fathers are, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Tell yourself, I have come to God's kingdom. 
I've come to God's kingdom for such a time as this. Say, I am a citizen of God's kingdom for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you are not responding. What is it? What is it? Say, I am a citizen of God's kingdom for such a time as this. The question is, what time are we in which we call such a time as this? We live in perilous times. We live in perilous times. Times where men have become lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. Men have become lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of the things of God. Men have become boastful. Men have become proud. Men have become ungodly and have been given over to their reprobate mind. We live in a season when men are ready to sell their brothers and sisters for, for, for food and for money. It's a perilous time. We live in a time where they are now teaching children that there are over 23 genders. It's no longer two. We live, I saw a video, we live in a time such as this where the alphabet A for Apple is now being cancelled. The boy, small toddler was being taught G, G for gay. L for lesbian. Textbooks. Such a time as this. Is that what you will teach your children? Will you let your children go to us? Are you ready to maintain your stance for God and not your children and not let your children get educated by that system? You came to the kingdom for such a time as this. And the forces of darkness that be are ready to use violence to outlaw the scriptures and to ensure that the holy scriptures and its words are termed as hate speech you are in the kingdom for such a time as this and it will take the people who know their god who are strong to do exploit that is why god wants to give you fire this is why God wants to give you fire because God himself is a consuming fire God himself is a word consuming fire hallelujah God himself is a consuming fire you must understand this and walk with it hallelujah are you here with me yes sir in Luke chapter 12 from verse 42 to verse 49, because of time, I will not read it because I want us to pray some more. 49, Jesus said, after he had given a parable about the, the faithful and wise servant, he said, I came to set fire on the earth and how I wish it was already ablaze. The word kindled in the old New King James or is ablaze, set ablaze, kindled. He said, I came to set fire. To what means? For what purpose? Because our God is a consuming fire. Exodus chapter 24 verse 17. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 23 to 24. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 29. Hebrews repeats what uh, Exodus says. Our God is a consuming fire. He said make sure that you don't serve other gods. Make sure you because as for this our God he is not like a consuming fire. He is this is not a similitude. Yes. This is his nature. And if God created you and I in his image and likeness, then it means that you are a daughter and a child of fire. You are a consuming fire. You carry the DNA of God. And, but you see, fire has a certain characteristics. Fire has a tendency of going out. Fire has a tendency of being quenched. That is why it is imperative that we have fire conferences. To be revived and to be renewed uh, in the image and likeness of he who created us in his image and in his likeness. Say fresh fire is coming. Fresh fire say fresh fire is coming God often uses fire to lead us and to enlighten our path day one the man of God spoke to you about light 
one of the ways to overcome the gross darkness that is covering the earth is the, the light of fire the bible says in the book of Exodus 13 verse 21 to 22 and then Psalm 78 verse 4 he tells us that the Lord went before them in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night so that in such a time as this they will not say darkness has come so we cannot journey even when it was night time, they were expected to move. Even in the midst of COVID-19, you are expected to move forward. Even in the midst of day, you are expected to advance. And God has ensured that he himself will be your light by day and your pillar of fire by night so that no darkness, no gross darkness, that is why he said, behold, darkness is covering the people and gross darkness gross darkness is covered but you you can't dwell in darkness if it is daytime his pillar of cloud is there if it is night his fire is there to lead the way say i will never be confused anymore never be confused anymore say i receive the weapons of the pillars of fire in my journey in my education in the name of jesus from tonight let the pillar of fire take center stage in my destiny in my career in my journey in life the lord is my shepherd as a pillar of fire i shall not i shall not want i shall not want his fire is guiding me through this darkness in the name of jesus in the name of jesus I shall not perish. I shall not perish. Fire represents the abiding presence of God. Fire, it does what? It represents the abiding presence of God. Numbers chapter number 9, verse 15 to 16. Numbers 9, 15 to 16. Numbers 9, 15 to 16. God also uses fire to purify us numbers 31 verse 23 okay so the first one now on the day that the tabernacle was raised up the cloud covered the tabernacle the tent of the testimony from evening until morning it was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire so it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night so it was always that in the dwelling place in the tabernacle where the children of israel tabernacled or stole, the fire was there the presence of god the abiding presence let me tell you something because of time let me jump okay let me mix the scriptures for you the bible says oh jesus one day uh, uh, john the baptist came on the scene he said i baptize you with water but there is a man coming whose shoes i'm not worthy to unloose he said when he comes he will baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire what did jesus say about the holy ghost and with fire he said when the spirit of god comes as well he will he will abide with you and be in you this fire this fire of god represents the abiding presence that you walk you are god is not just making you in his image as fire but he's making sure that his fire also stays with you i thought i was talking to christians because you see if you understand these things uh, then when you wake up uh, and you begin to keep you are setting yourself ablaze um, for such a time as this for such a time as this you can't lose your fire i can't lose it let me say one last thing about fire and then we'll pray because my time is up two things i want to say two things number one the fire of the altar must never be put out in fact in the book of leviticus chapter number six on three different occasions god gives a serious warning make sure that the fire of the altar does not go away you can see the first one from uh, verse 6 uh, verse 8 to verse 13 but you see just to give you a little bit when you come to the book of 1 thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 paul admonishing the church of thessalonica says to them don't be slothful in business 
Don't quench the Holy Spirit. We pray. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. You quench fire. How do you quench the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit came as fire. You were baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. There are certain activities of yours that can quench the Holy Spirit. Yes. Do you understand me? Yes. He says the fire of the altar must never be put out. Your heart is the altar upon which the fire of God must blaze 24 7. The system of fire must work 24 7 in your heart. Yes, yes. It must never be put out. Never. So he says, You shall not quench the Holy Spirit. You shall not quench the Holy Spirit. How do you quench the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 20 tells you that where there is no wood, there the fire goes out. Where there is no wood, there the fire goes out. The wood here for, 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 for representation 6 represents your prayer life, represents your dedication, represents your alignment to the word of God, represents your, your walk of righteousness, it represents your walk of holiness, it represents your adherence to the ways of God. Where there is no wood, there the fire will go out. If you like, let all the, the most anointed men of God baptize, pray for you and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and go home. Don't pray. Don't read your Bible. Don't fast. Don't, don't be fervent in church. The fire will go out. You will quench the Holy Spirit. That is why year after year, when you come back from fire camp, for the first one week, you see that every morning you do three hours. Keka, keka. After two weeks, what starts happening? Your wood begins to finish. Tell your neighbor, where is the wood you gathered from last year fire camp? Is your fire still ablaze? Ask your neighbor and take an answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? The second thing, the last thing I want to say about fire is that never bring strange fire to God's house. Never bring strange fire to God's temple. Because aside the fire of the Holy Ghost, there are other types of fire. But all the other types of fire that God did not set offense God. And anyone who attempts to bring strange fire to God, God kills. Hallelujah. Are you here? Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Leviticus 10, 1 to 3. Then Nadab, Nahab, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, because they thought their father was a priest, they could go to God's house and do anything. Some of you are close to an anointed man of God, and you think because you are very close to him, you can just go and sit anywhere, you can touch anything. No, it doesn't like work. The kingdom of God is a kingdom, and every kingdom has strict principles. Don't joke with it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. He, Moses found out that the day he offended God, he got angry by heart before God. He, did, he couldn't complete his assignment. In the, book, in the New Testament, Paul warns us, he said, the angels who did not maintain their place were forbidden. Tell your neighbor, maintain your place. Maintain your place. Know how to handle fire. Then Nadab, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, he took his censer and put fire in it. They did what? They put fire in it. They put fire in it. Every time an angel encountered a human being who didn't have any, any uh, righteousness, the angel brought fire from heaven. The yeah. angel didn't let the people set their own fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put incense on it and offered profane. This version says profane. King James, uh, old King James says strange fire before the Lord. Go back. Uh -huh. Which the Lord before the Lord, which he commanded them not. God did not command them, but they did it. If you are going to be baptized with fire, be careful what you are going to do. You need to hear from God. Otherwise, the fire will kill you. Verse 2. Look, look at what happened. And there went out fire from the Lord. Where did they come from? They went to the altar. And put fire in their own censer, and they were doing it before the altar. And the Bible says, Fire came from the Lord. The fire of God is consuming, it destroys sin, but it purifies people who are righteous. 
So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. You need to ensure that you never enter God's presence with strange fire. What is the New Testament understanding? Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 to 11. Paul says, I make sure that I am found in him not with my own righteousness, not with my own fire, and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. Don't set your own fire before God. Don't use your intellectual mindset to come and set fire before God. He'll kill you. Don't use your church principles and some personal or temperamental theories to worship God. It's strange fire. You serve God by the zeal he gives, not by your manufactured human zeal. God is not bold again for you to tear him sulia. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Rise to your feet. We want to pray shortly and then we'll, uh, I will deploy the men of God. Hallelujah. Fire is so important to accomplishing your assignment in such a time as this. One thing you need to know is that God used to answer Elijah many times with fire. It wasn't just at the altar of sacrifice where he said, let the God who answers by fire. There were many times that God answered him by fire. Hallelujah. As a matter of of fact, that guy had serious relationship with the fire of God. When it was time for him to go to heaven, the Bible says a chariot of fire. What? A chariot chariot of of fire. fire came to take him away. Was it? He was working with Elisha. And because Elisha received that impartation, what happened was that one day, Elisha woke up and his servant saw that the armies of Syria had gathered wanting to kill them. And the servant was so afraid. But Elijah said, no, not so. You see, this physical eyes worries you. Father, open his eyes because let him see that those that be for us, they are more. And the Bible says that the, the, the servant of Elisha, his eyes were open and he saw plenty chariots of fire surrounding Elisha. They were not surrounding the city. The, 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 the Syrian army has surrounded the city. But the chariot of fire plenty were surrounding only one man. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. The mountain. They were standing on a mountain, but they were not surrounding Jerusalem. That is why when there is a righteous man in your family, cherish the person. Paul was in a ship that was headed for destruction. But because of him, and he was carrying fire, the angel of fire came and said, you will not die, you will not perish. But because of you, the rest of the people will not perish. Tonight, you are going to pray. Surround me, O Lord. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.